this is the the first Sunday in Lent. It is a season of the church where we often think of maybe the Exodus journey, a, a time of pilgrimage. We often think of fasting and prayer, of setting certain things aside, and rightly, a time to come close to God. There are some in society, and maybe even in the church, that see it with a, a negative understanding, a, a, a time of depriving oneself, a period perhaps of self-flagellation. Uh, but really Lent is about deepening our relationship with the Lord and choosing to do something different to help us in that. So if we approach it with a view of missing out, then we are the ones who have missed the true meaning of Lent. Each Sunday, even though we are still physically uh, separated, I want us to remember that the Lord's Day, even in Lent, when people think of fasting, is a time of togetherness and celebration. The Sundays are feast days, and so until the end of March and Palm Sunday, the readings in our service will include some sort of celebratory meal, a feast, something like that. But of course, they are more than a meal. The events surrounding them make us think of the world and of God's kingdom. We begin this season with the feast Abraham hosts. A short passage tells us of Sarah becoming pregnant, of the, the birth, the naming of Isaac, the, the circumcision of the child, and of him being weaned. Eight verses about an infant taking us from before conception through to him eating solids. It skips the agony of childbirth and the many sleepless nights that any parent, their family or their friends know of. It doesn't mention crawling or first steps or what the first words were either, all of which would have taken in this time frame. No, what we see is Abraham planning a feast when the child is weaned. In different times and cultures, the duration of breast or bottle feeding varies. In more traditional cultures, it is usually for longer than we may be used to. And of the time of Sarah and her infant Isaac, it is understood to have been around three years before the child is fully weaned. The feast in verse 8, uh, probably uh, that Abraham brings, probably has a rather active young boy in the family, able to do all sorts of things. Now that time scale, thinking of this feast being at three years, uh, might surprise us. Why is it not the feast at the birth? Why not at the circumcision, as might happen in Jewish culture today? It is not because there were checking diaries to see that both sides of the family could get there for the dedication service. There is another aspect. It is not a ritual meal. 
but a decision of the father. It is his choice to have the celebration because he is marking the future. He's looking ahead. He's celebrating what will be. This child is the long-awaited son of Abraham and Sarah. It is over 25 years since the call and promise, I will make you into a great nation. This is the first in that line of many sons that Father Abraham was to have. Generation to generation, more sons and daughters than stars in the sky. Isaac was a sign of God's promise being kept. The birth has been long awaited, not simply nine months or a year. He is a miracle child, and yet there would have still been a fear in the parent's heart. What if the child doesn't live? Infant mortality is not something we often give much thought to in the UK in the 21st century. It's not often talked of until this pain comes to someone we know and care about. But even in this country, with our excellent health care, there are still each year something like 2,500 deaths of children under the age of one. And the risk is higher with the age of parents. Of every 1,000 infants born in the UK, four may not reach their first birthday, which means a time that was filled with thoughts of the future and a hope of happiness for many will become a period of heartbreak. At such times as a society, we don't always deal with this topic well. And on this subject, alongside issues of fertility and miscarriage, words often meant to bring comfort or to bring hope, have actually brought further heart to the mother and the father and the wider family. We might struggle to know what to say, but if you have felt pain in such a way, I want you to know that you are loved and your child was always loved, loved by the compassionate God who knows us intimately from the moment we are first forming in the womb. That in itself may never take the, the pain of a loss away, but I hope the Holy Spirit's presence brings you comfort and brings you peace. In less developed lands, particularly where there has been conflict, places like Somalia and Afghanistan, there are over a hundred deaths in the first year out of each 1,000 births. And not long ago, that was common around the whole world. It is with those statistics in mind that we look at Isaac and wonder at what his chances of life were thousands of years ago. As a minister and as a friend of a family, I've stood in a special care baby unit where there is modern technology and I've seen stress and worries and tears in parents' faces. Those children grew and are now healthy teenagers, but that doesn't take away a fear that can grip 
us, actually any of us, when an infant is born. As Isaac is weaned, Abraham realises and recognises anew that the Lord's promise is being fulfilled. He starts to see that his son, though still young, will likely grow to be a man and have children of his own. This is the cause of the celebration. It's not marking an event that's happened. It is looking to the future and remembering the promise, dreaming the dreams that there is only a hint of in the present time. Through the Bible, God continually marks out a big picture. And it is the sense of seeking the fullness of the kingdom that is being marked here and that we are called to discover. Often we get absorbed in our current situation. And as the last year has proceeded, this has been particularly true. We miss what we did in the past and we feel powerless about the present. We hope the Prime Minister will say something encouraging tomorrow and that the balance of caution and change will be right. But God continually challenges us to look beyond self and to look beyond the literal tomorrow. As we pursue a future path, we need to think about more than whether we can gather at Easter and instead find what it means to be God's family in our community this year and well into the future. To make choices that are realistic, deliberate and of God. The feast held by Abraham in Genesis 21 is not simply celebrating a birth. It is not wetting the baby's head. It is a feast that Isaac has a full part in. The centenarian father and the three-year-old son together in a family marks the beginning of God's people of promise. We are that people today, the intergenerational people of hope. So may we too celebrate God's love and look ahead. Amen.